0: As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and we have another great episode coming at you today. We're going to be discussing the 2022 Iowa football team. Okay, We have a schedule. Now, it could be changing. The Big Ten is having a a weird announcement, potentially rearranging a few things. But as of right now, we have the schedule for next year. We know mostly who is coming back for teams, not just Iowa, but also across the Big Ten. So we're going to basically be talking about what is the expectation. We have all these early top 25 or way too early top 25s coming out. The AP poll just came out for 2021. We're covering all that on today's show. Uh, Before we get into any of that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head over to netsuite.com/slash locked on nt for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. So let's get into it. Before we can talk about what to expect for next year's 2022 team, we have to talk about is this roster finalized? And the, the, the quick answer is no, not at all. However, there's very key and very important decisions that are coming up in the next five to six days that could decide just where we actually put this Iowa football team. So let's first start with the roster construction. We already know starting safety, Jack Kerner's gone. Starting cornerback, Matt Hankins is gone. Starting cash, Dane Belton is gone. Zach Van Valkenburg is gone. And Kyler Schott is gone. Those are your starters that at this point are gone. What we don't know is, is Charlie Jones returning? Is starting tight end Sam Laporta returning? Is All-American center Tyler Linderbaum returning? And is Jack Campbell returning? We're pretty sure Jack Campbell's returning, but we don't know about the other three. Tyler Linderbaum clearly is still trying to make up his mind. Otherwise, why wouldn't you have declared already to this point? He loves being at Iowa. Could he actually return? Does he want to put his name in the history books for the Iowa Hawkeyes? That's something that's on the table. You come back, you'd be, enough, you'd be an All-American again. It would be pretty impressive. Maybe he has unfinished business. Maybe he wants to go to a Rose Bowl. Maybe he wants to win a New Year's Six Bowl game. We don't know. But right now, they have five days to make a decision with the deadline being January 16th, or 17th, excuse me, at this point. So we don't know about Tyler Linderbaum. Charlie Jones is a bit interesting. If I'm Charlie, my biggest concern is what will my involvement be on the offensive side of the ball? Right. We know what he can do from a special teams perspective. He should test pretty well. But will he get a lot of snaps at wide receiver? Right now, there is quite a bit of competition for that slot receiver. What's interesting is how does the X receiver shake out? Do they put a Brody Brecht there? And slide Keegan Johnson over. Do we have a true X? Right now, we don't have a true X outside of maybe a Brody Brecht on the roster today. But if Brody starts, if Brody's able to get into the lineup, it kind of shifts these guys around. And with Arlen getting a lot of the snaps that I would anticipate making sense for Charlie as well, what does Charlie have to offer coming back for the offensive side of the football? Not, not to the Iowa Hawkeyes, but what do the Iowa Hawkeyes have to offer Charlie? What can he do to? increase his draft stock right at this point a UDFA kind of guy but any guy who has the return skills Charlie has if he's able to test well which I think he could could land on a roster Riley McCarron landed on a roster because he was so good at testing because he tested so phenomenally well ran a four four a sub four four forty so there's precedence for him being able to make a roster but if you're coming back it's for one of two reasons Either you have unfinished business at Iowa, or you think you can improve your draft stock. I think there's a possibility, but it depends on what his involvement is in this offense. Finally, Jack Campbell, a very interesting situation. From all things we've heard, he is not leaving. Jack Campbell is returning to the Iowa Hawkeyes. But it's kind of tough. He's projected as a fourth-round pick at this point. A lot of people are getting very excited about Jack Campbell. And Matt Miller's... Most recent mock draft, he was a, or he was in the, the fourth round draft pick from the draft network. They have him ranked as the 100th ranked player in this class. Sam Laporta was not in Matt Miller's draft mock draft, but he's ranked 108th according to the draft network. So both these guys are getting a little bit of love from draft media. And Sam Laporta is coming off a pretty big game against Kentucky, but does he want to come back? Does he want to improve on his blocking, which I think is definitely an area of opportunity for him? Does he feel like he could really shine and get, you know, uh the John Mackey Award? There are opportunities here for Sam Laporta as well. If quarterback play does improve, he could have one of those legendary tight end seasons for the Hawkeyes. But we're still waiting on those four guys. Out of those four guys, you have to assume for me, Jack Tyler Linderbaum is clearly the most uh important. Loss or gain there, followed by Jack, Sam, and then Charlie in that order. In my personal opinion, I would love to have all four guys back. Now, we're going to talk about the significance of Tyler Linderbaum returning or not returning in comparison to other Big Ten teams here in a few moments. But let's first continue to talk about this roster construction outside of those guys. We know who's gone already, who could be coming in. Well, Iowa is flirting with the transfer portal, they're looking at Chance Maine, a former last chance you guy. Played at Incarnate Word at defensive end. They're looking for reinforcements on this line. They're also looking at offensive line help as well, which is why they are in cahoots with Hunter Norzad, the Cornell tackle, who can play on the interior as well. Hunter has Iowa listed in their top five, or in his top five. Iowa has a very good chance of landing him. That would be huge for this roster. But for the most part, what we see is what we get, right? There's going to be a few changes here and there. Um, There's a chance all four of these Iowa guys come back. There's a chance that all four of them leave. But we won't know for another couple days, potentially. And as we find out more of that, we'll let you know. But the biggest thing is Tyler Linderbaum. Because when you compare the losses of other positions, right? Look at a Tyler Goodson. That's a big loss. But you feel pretty comfortable about the the law firm duo of LaShawn Williams and Gavin Williams. You feel pretty good about what they showed in that bowl game. You look at Kyler Schott. Yeah, that is a big loss. But also, he was injured throughout the season, and we have a lot of really good young talent on that offensive line, on that interior. You look at Dane Belton, huge loss, right? But at the same time, you have a former four-star in Cooper DeGene, who has been making waves on special teams. Sebastian Castro has been buying for his time. Jack is a big loss. But that's those guys are not a Tyler Linderbaum, or an Aiden Hutchinson for Michigan, or a George Karlaftis, or a David Bell for Purdue. Right? If you think about in Madden's terms, Madden terms, those are not X factor players. They're big players, right? They're very important to the success of Iowa, but they are not X Factor players. So in comparison to some of the other teams, Iowa's making out pretty well, especially if they somehow manage to get Tyler Linderbaum to return to the team. Again, as we get more information on that, we'll make sure to break all of that down right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Coming up, we're going to talk about. Iowa's roster in comparison to these other Big Ten teams. And then we're going to get into the schedule. Again, Iowa finishing the season ranked in the top 25 again for the fourth straight year. Ranked 23rd according to the AP poll. In these early, way too early rankings, Iowa has been anywhere from 20 to 25 from what I've seen. I think that's the floor for Iowa if they return all these remaining guys. Tyler Linderbaum, Charlie Jones right, a Sam Laporta, Jack Campbell, if they return those guys, and including a Riley Moss, which is also, to me, an X-Factor type of player, this team can be even better than they were this year with an improved offense as well. So we're going to be talking about all that over the next couple uh, 15, 20 minutes. Before we get into any of that, though, it is the new year, which means New Year's resolutions. And if one of your New Year's resolutions is about getting fit or eating healthier, you have to try Built Bars. Built Bars are the protein bars that taste just like a candy bar. It makes eating healthy very easy because it's delicious and it's also nutritious. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most of these bars have a, between 130 and 170 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, and they come packed with 17 grams of protein. Compared to a normal candy bar, that's 3-4 times the health benefits with the same taste, if not better taste as well. So as you're trying to reach your New Year's goals, trying to hit those New Year's resolutions, grab yourself a built bar, make it easier on yourself. And today, if you go to built.com, B-U-I-L-T.com and use the promo code Locked15, that's L-L-C-K-E-D-15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's going to built.com, promo code locked15 for 15% off at the built.com. And hey, Hawkeye fans, it is your host, Andrew Wade, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now, use the promo code SCORE, and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price to pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's literally no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or even even an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE. To get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank, that's code SCORE. Put some money in your pocket every time you fill up at the pump today with Get Upside. And again, thank you for making the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked on Hawkeyes. So before we took a break, we talked a little bit about this roster and what guys we still don't know if they are returning or not. Now we need to talk about the expectations of this roster compared to other rosters. So again, Iowa finishes 23rd in the AP poll. Some of these early rankings have Iowa in the top 25 as well. And I think that's spot on. Again, I look at X-factor players. And I think that's important. It's not diminishing what these other guys have done or are going to do. But it is increasing the value when you are perceiving Some of these other guys, like a Riley Moss or a Tyler Linderbaum, those are X-Factor type of players. Those are game-changing type of players. A Jack Kerner, a Dane Belton, those are phenomenal players, but they are not at that level of a Riley Moss or a Tyler Linderbaum. When you look at Iowa compared to some of the other guys, some of the other teams across the Big Ten, you have to feel pretty good about Iowa's roster to this point. Wisconsin loses both their edge rushers fantastic edge-rushing duo. They lose a lot of wide receivers. they tight end and a few all-linemen. They do return stud freshman running back Jalen Berger, who I don't understand how he's doing, what he's doing at this age. Wisconsin will still be a good team, but they lose a lot of big-time players for this defense and for the offense. Purdue loses their two X-Factor guys, David Bell and George Karloftis. George Karloftis absolutely dominated iowa in the game michigan who we play this year is also losing quite a few guys aiden hutchinson being the biggest one of all of them there's an opportunity here for iowa to make a run again now the biggest question mark comes down to quarterback play and offensive line can the offensive line continue to make improvements if tyler linderbaum returns I feel very confident this offensive line will be more improved than last year. If Tyler Linderbaum does not come back, I don't see how collectively this offensive line could be better than this year, and that's saying something. Anytime you lose a Tyler Linderbaum who elevates the play significantly, you have to factor that in. But again, you look at this this Big Ten conference, and while other teams are getting better, right, Illinois is getting better. Nebraska is getting better. Rutgers is getting better. You have to feel pretty good about where Iowa stands at this point coming off a 10-win conference season, or 10-win season in the regular season. The team I'm most worried about is probably Minnesota. They bring back their offensive coordinator, Kirk Sriracha, who did a fantastic job calling plays earlier in his career with Minnesota a couple years ago. Tanner Morgan returns. Chris Ottman bell returns. Mo Ibrahim returns. This is going to be tough for this is going to be tough for them. Minnesota is going to be a good team, and they're going to present a challenge for the Hawks, especially considering Minnesota gets a home game against Iowa. Now, again, this could change with the new schedule coming out for the Big Ten, but at this point, Iowa has to go on the road to play Minnesota. Now, they have not been able to get over the hump against Iowa, but this is arguably the, the most challenging team in the Big Ten West this upcoming year. But by all means, I think the floor for Iowa is 23 through 25. I think this is a team that could be top 10 next year if they return there was those remaining four guys, Tyler Linderbaum, Sam Laporta, Jack Campbell, and Charlie Jones. Again, we talked about it. The guys that Iowa lost can be replaced. We saw decent play from Jamari Harris and Terry Roberts in the absence of Matt Hankins. You can expect that they are going to improve more. We saw Riley Moss improve drastically from year one to year two, year two to year three, and then year three to year four. Expect similar improvements from Jamari Harris and or Terry Roberts. Quinn Schulte has always played pretty well in his limited playing time for Jack Kerner, but you also have to look at Sebastian Castro, Reggie Bracey, and then obviously X. When you bring in a five-star recruit, a top 25 player like Xavier, you have to factor him in as well. Maybe he can get some playing time. Maybe he can take that starting spot. Dame Belton, yes, it's a big loss, but Cooper Dejean, Sebastian Casper, those are guys who are willing and able to step up and I think can fill in pretty admirably. Remember, we lost to Monty Hooker, and Dame Belton came in as a true freshman and took over that spot. Iowa has reinforcements at these areas. Kyler Schott, we have reinforcements there. Tyler Goodson, we have reinforcements there. Again, so when you look at the losses, losing a Tyler Linderbaum you don't have anyone that can step up and play even res- closely resembling the play of Tyler Linderbaum. I don't know if we have a return man like a Charlie Jones on the roster. We have good linebackers, but it would be a pretty big loss losing a Jack Campbell. And while I was always able to plug and play tight ends for the most part, they're lacking a lot of depth. Losing a Sam Laporta immediately thrust either a former walk-on or an Addison Ostranga or a Cale Vanderbush early in their career into that number three tight end spot. So you get a little bit worried if you lose those guys, but having those guys back, Iowa should be able to compete from a talent perspective with every single team they play. They have the ability to, and I think Iowa could be, top 10 team next year so we're going to talk about the schedule though that is the most interesting piece about this they have some tough games when i look at it right now i call probably a nine and three but these games are not spoken for already right there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then so we're going to talk about the schedule as of now coming up here in a few short moments but this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls over your eyes is this how you're running your business Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. That's right. Head over to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. All right, y'all, we talked about the guys who could or could not be coming back. We've talked about this roster in comparison to other Big Ten rosters. Now let's get into the schedule. I'm going to quickly read it off. They get South Dakota State at home, Iowa State at home, Nevada at home. They go on the road to Minnesota, Michigan at home, at Purdue, at Ohio State, versus Northwestern, at Rutgers, at Illinois, versus Wisconsin, versus Nebraska. Immediately when I look at the schedule, I see a potential loss at Minnesota. I see a potential loss at Purdue and a potential loss at Ohio State. That, to me, is the floor, 9-3 and at this point. South Dakota State should not be a problem for Iowa. Iowa State lost a lot of players. Now, they are going to be solid next year. They still have a lot of good young guys. Hunter Decker has looked pretty good in limited time. I I cannot remember the backup to Brees Hall, but he's looked pretty good as well. But they do lose quite a bit of guys. Matt Campbell's a good coach, though. They will be ready for that game. Nevada's losing Carson Strong. They'll be fine to play against. Again, at Minnesota, that's the biggest test. Can Iowa get past that first test at Minnesota? If they win that game, we should be thinking Big Ten title at this point. You get Michigan at home. Again, anytime you get a team in Kinnick, you have to factor in the fact that Iowa plays well at Kinnick. And Michigan is going to be depleted from some of their big-time players. Plus, Jim Harbaugh is flirting with the NFL. Could he leave for the NFL? That would also hurt this team as well. At Purdue, this one sucks because Iowa is going to be more talented than Purdue next year. Purdue does not have a David Bell or a George Carl Loftus, but I'm sure it'll be either Tyrone Tracy or another wide receiver who will torch Iowa's defense again. Unless Phil Parker finally makes changes to how he handles Purdue's offense, unless he can finally get a step ahead of Jeff Brum. It doesn't matter if Purdue's at Iowa or at Purdue, that game's going to be tough. And then you get at Ohio State. That is going to be a very difficult game. Let's just say, in theory, Iowa gets that point undefeated. So you're looking at a 6-0 Iowa team versus undefeated Ohio State team more than likely. You always have a chance. Right, You always have a chance, but it gets significantly tougher going on the road at Ohio State. It's tough for me to predict that to be a win for Iowa. They are losing quite a few wide receivers, but like in Alabama, Ohio State constantly restocks and restocks and restocks. Northwestern is not going to be as down as they were this past year, but getting them at home should be a win. I'm not worried about Rutgers or Illinois on the road. They are better teams than they have been, but that home field advantage is non existent for Rutgers and Illinois. Getting Wisconsin and Nebraska at home will be huge for Iowa, though. And I do believe Wisconsin is, you know, they're losing quite a few guys that are important for their team. I think Iowa has the advantage in these games. when I look at the schedule, I'm thinking nine and three or ten and two at this point. Iowa's team should be even better going into next season. If they can just figure out the quarterback play. If Brian Ferencz can modernize this offense a bit more significantly than they have in the past, this is an Iowa team that will have a significant portion of their defense returning. A top 10 defense in the nation, most of that will be returning. You get Big Ten defense back of the year, Riley Moss returning. We should expect this team to be a top 10, top 15 team next year if we get those guys back. That's my thoughts on next year. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments on YouTube or in a uh, podcast review if you want on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you're getting this podcast at. Give us a review or tweet at me. Let me know what your thoughts are on this Iowa football team heading into next year. That does do it for our show today. If you want some betting advice, I highly recommend you check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They do a great job of breaking down three to four games every single day and giving you who you should be betting on at betonline.ag. That does do it for our show today. We are doing a crossover episode with the host of the Locked On Hoosiers podcast in preparation for tomorrow's Iowa versus Indiana men's basketball game, so be on the lookout for that. And Again, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Have a fantastic Wednesday, y'all, and let's go Hawks.